Welcome. Hit it. You've made it tough shit. Podcast puts first world problems into perspective. Tough shit, soft serve. This, this is, is the soft, soft serve, serve episode. Correct. I have to say that. Yes, that's the uh, the fun, positive side stories. And actually, this one's kind of special. We mentioned something before that uh, this episode would be special because it's a combination of July and August. And we're both here this time. We're always so, both here. So it's a combination <laughs> of the two of us. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So yeah, it, it's, it's tough all... shit soft serve. It's tough shit for pussies. I'm supposed to say that every time. So uh, I'm just throwing that in there. You can say it whenever I say you that, want. And then you do the social media stuff. And yes. then we ask for people to respond. And then they just don't. Yeah, that's fine. What's our social media stuff? We have an Instagram. That's it. It's at TS Podcast Official. That's it. We don't do Twitter. Don't do Facebook. Don't do Tic Tac. None of that. And Corey has an email. No, I'm not giving you the email. Yeah, Corey Corey at email. email Yeah, 69420 meme guy. Super cool. And then uh, (coughs) we're trying something different today. We've adjusted our audio a little bit. Uh, Again, I know that whenever we ask for um, feedback... We do not get it. So let us it, know if our audio if sucks. If it sounds better, if it sounds worse, if it sounds just as bad as it normally does, just let us know. Yeah, we changed a couple settings, and if you could tell us it sucks, that'd be great. If you could tell us it's great, that'd be great too. If I sound a little toned down today, it's because I'm so fucking full, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's actually, you know how Corey knows? Because he looks at me. Before each episode, I have this nervous energy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I fucking shake. I clap my hands. Mm-hmm. I like. Do all sorts Not of getting that shit. today, no. no. I've weighed myself down. Literally. I don't know. Gallons of food. Three pounds of pancakes <laughs> this morning. And it's probably not lying. I'm so fucked up today. And it's like <laughs> it's eleven forty in the morning. Yeah. We normally it's record not recording. at two thirty. Yeah, normally um, don't record now. Corey really cracked the whip today and we're starting early. Well, early ish. Yeah. Yes, it's relative. I had can I say something? I had an idea. Let's hear it. This is in order to prevent me from not eating the way that I eat. So yesterday, I ate a lot of food. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a healthy day. Yeah. We went to dinner. We had a nice dinner. So I thought, because I ate throughout the day, what you should do to, to put into perspective what you eat throughout the day is you should, even if you're not at a restaurant, even if you're just home, order your whole day's food in one go. <laughs> And if it sounds like a fucking cartoon character to you, don't order it. You know what my order would have been yesterday? Let's hear it. Be a waiter. Say, hello, sir. Welcome to the fancy restaurant, Mick, whatever place. You got a fucking attitude. You're not getting a tip. Well, fuck you then. I'm spitting in your food. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what the All fuck right, do you want? So I'm taking you're orders. The, you're the waiter. Yeah. You're asking me. Oh, you want me to order my whole days of food? Yeah. Here we go. Well, I guess... I'll start, let me look at the menu. I'll start with a uh, two eggs, spinach, tomatoes, turkey, and bacon on a bagel with mayonnaise sandwich. Um, could I have some yogurt before that to hold me over? And then, oh, could I have some crackers with peanut butter afterward? Like, what would you like for lunch? That's you. Uh, maybe I'll have some leftover empanadas and french fries. That sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, snack, string cheese. Pre-dinner, maybe a couple more empanadas. On top of that, <laughs> pre-dinner empanada. This is all one sure order. Thing, sir. I'll take that order. I'd also like the chicken wellington. Um, could I have calamari? Could I have oysters? Uh, oh, you know what sounds good? Let's have three beers with that, too. And then, you know what? I got a little room. How about an ice cream cone? Sure That's thing. what I ate yesterday. 
Would you like any seltzer waters with that? Oh, man, I think I had seven of them yesterday. Seven seltzer waters, three beers, and all of the food you just described? That'll be uh, $94. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> uh, and then this morning, I had three pancakes with chocolate chips and butter. Yeah, I could tell so you're I sluggish. Feel, I don't feel great. Yeah, right I could now. tell you're a little sluggish, but that's all right. Let's see if this episode kind of works it out of you. It's going to be kind of a bummer of an episode. As far as uh, energy. Anyway, no, my back, subject. Back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back to this episode. It's the soft serve for July and August. It's kind of a super served because we actually wrote more than the usual. They're all super served. Well, it kind of. We, we wrote more <laughs> than the usual amount of stories. Because we knew it was going to be two months worth of one episode. Uh, so, yeah, we're in the dog days of summer now. It's been hot. Oh, don't and, say dog. Uh, we're going to learn about a dog today. Um, but, yeah, it's been hot. It's been busy. Uh, July was pretty busy. Uh, August is looking good so far. It's been muggy. Actually, this week kind of cooled off, which was nice. But before that, it was muggy. It was Are we nasty. resulting to talking about the weather? Yes, we're talking about summer, the dog days of oh, summer. Oh, that's why they call it the dog days of summer. Yes. Do you remember Dog Day Afternoon? That was a good movie. Uh, Speaking he, of Al Pacino, because we were just talking about Heat. Yeah, I watched Heat last night. It's a phenomenal movie. It would be fun if like they had mixed the two together. and like. Did you ever did... get huh? ADD meds when you were a kid? Why? <laughs> I'm just Am curious. I getting distracted? I'm just curious. Have you ever popped the AD? No, I haven't. Because my parents appreciated my personality. Oh, and they didn't want to dumb it down. <laughs> There's a lot here. I have three pages of notes under the table. Say, next oh, to no, my feet. it's happening. All that food energy is coming out now. It's, start, well, yeah, it's starting fucking, to boil up. Ooh, carb loaded before this episode. <laughs> I don't know. The wrestlers carb load? Uh, yeah, I think athletes though carb. Well, you used to. Run, I know. I used, used to, to run load. marathons. Yeah. Did you carb load? load? Yeah, we do. Uh, um, I do spaghetti and eggs the night before mm-hmm. and the morning of. And you still do, and you yep. don't run marathons. Well, that's the thing. Spaghetti yeah. and eggs. Because I would run so much, so I would eat what a person who's actually like exerting that energy would eat. And then when I fucked my knee up and quit running, I just continued to eat like a person <laughs> that never ended. Inserting. Yeah, that just like. <laughs> Now it just goes into my midsection. Eh, that happens. Oh, God. Well, how has your summer been, Christopher, seeing as it's going to be July and August for this whole episode? For I've had a fucking summer. wonderful summer. Do you know why? Why? Lots of reasons. Let's hear Let me some. get my list. No. So I guess, well, you're saying dog days of summer. Can I bring this up now? You For whatever you want. My just... half of the episode today, everyone will notice very early, is going to be a very dog-centric episode. I've mentioned before on this show and Corey obviously knows. Mm-hmm. Probably half our listeners know what I'm about to talk about because we know half of our listeners because we, our friends we literally and family know them. <laughs> are good enough. Yeah, we know them. To we hear actually these know two them. boys because this, yeah, they they believe in us. So anyway, we've been fostering a dog, Nugget, who I've mentioned before on the show. She's a great dog. She's a wonderful dog. We were supposed to have her for a couple months. We're fostering her for a friend who's been trying to find a job outside of New York State. I cannot blame her. Um, <clears throat> And she's finally leaving. But it's been like almost five months. Yeah, close to half a year. It was supposed to be one, maybe two months. And so I can see you're getting a little attached. I've become very attached. Yeah. I'm very upset about this. I understand that this is, we knew what we were going into. <laughs> I've done a complete 180 from how I felt about having a dog around. Uh-huh. Like, didn't care for the idea. Mm-hmm. Didn't want him too close to the house. I don't like poop. It's just, <laughs> ugh. But since then, I've just, 
I'm a blubbering mess. I can't handle it. I don't want to see her go. I described it. This is the best way I can describe it. I described, this, I described it this way to my brother the other day. I said, it's like, imagine if you had a very close friend uh-huh. or close relative that, um, yes, move my boom closer. I'm just getting you yeah. a little closer. As close Looking as this at our microphone levels. is to my mouth. Uh-huh. Okay. Imagine a very close friend or close relative that um, you knew that you cared for very much and you knew that they were very soon they're going to be politely kidnapped, but <laughs> they don't speak English, so you can't tell them. So every time you look at them, you know they're going to be like, they're going to be taken away. This is almost like a typical night in our 20s, a weekend night. One of our friends who couldn't speak would get kidnapped and taken somewhere else by oh, like yeah, two in the morning. What, well, yes. Polite, Think of that. Yeah, yes, politely yeah. like, where'd so and so Because it was always go. a good idea that just like, uh-huh. yep, two in the morning, like, hey, there's a happened. another part of you over here. You right there. Can you stand up? Nope. All right, coming with us. Like that. But <laughs> exactly. in this case, well, in that case, we didn't just stay back and cry about it. That's a good possibility here. So yes, Nugget is moving away. Um, I'm very, I'm very happy for our friend who's taking her. Um, got a good job, but she's moving to Florida, so it's no, nowhere close. Nowhere close. I'm just not happy about it. I'm, I, I know I tend to be a little dramatic, and maybe what? That, I okay. <laughs> Go maybe on. I guess I could see that coming across as maybe a little disingenuous, but in this case, I can tell you that I'm feeling genuine sadness. Like, sad enough that, imagine, okay, think about it. It's going to take years off of my life mm-hmm. being this sad. Be- like like a fucking concussed NFL player. So you're going to be losing the s- poorer. one solid dog year, probably. So what would that be? Seven, seven. years? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm going to wow. fucking die seven years earlier because of this goddamn dog. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I, I, I... I'm going to... Yeah, so Nugget's leaving. That's what I'm getting at. So I've decided that at least my half of this episode is going to be a tribute to our foster dog, Nugget. Um, and I've done some very positive yeah, dog-centric say, th- stories. Thanks for bringing me down right off the get-go. I know this is supposed to be a soft <laughs> This is a positive episode. I had something else to can say. I, can I talk about some positive things that have happened this summer? Please. <laughs> In the spirit of our last episode of festivals, you and I went to a festival last week. Yeah, we did. It was a lot of fun. We went to an archery festival down in Pennsylvania, a traditional archery festival, and it was yeah, a Yeah, we didn't drive the point home over the course of the last 21, 22 episodes. There were a couple of fucking dorks. Yeah, it was a traditional archery. It was fun. Fest. It was a lot of fun. It's still a, a friend of ours met us there, and it was fucking hilarious because he drove there in his house shoes his moccasins <laughs> and he forgot to bring his regular shoes oh, <laughs> so he gets out he of his truck out of his <laughs> truck he's wearing goddamn moccasins we're looking he goes oh son of a bitch i forgot my shoes i forgot his glove two years ago so he's all proud of himself he gets yep. out of the truck got his glove got his bow got his arrows got lunch whatever he looks down like oh man i forgot my got shoes, my shoes. <laughs> Walked an entire outdoor ski mountain course in moccasins. They must have slipped and slided for six miles. Dockers moccasins, yeah. God, it was fun, though. Soul was falling off. It was hilarious. It was really nice to go back to a a festival. It was. It was nice. uh, Big outdoor thing. Yeah. (laughs) Fun, active, climbing a ski hill, walking all over, hiking all over. Uh, We also went to Letchworth. Went to Letchworth State Park with friends. That was fun. We was did a, nice, a lot of hiking. 
Did a lot of nice things. Yeah, outdoor stuff. It's been nice. There was a friend of ours' 40th birthday party. Had fun at that. Yes. Um, I don't know. That's yeah. about it. Isn't been it? working a lot too. So when we do get free time, it's kind of nice. Actually, I was gonna do today's. I was gonna do all of my episodes today on. Uh, speaking of festivals, like I was telling you before, like people like wild shit people do for mm-hmm. charity, like stunts yeah. and stuff like that. But I decided against it once we learned that Nugget was leaving. Okay, so we're just doing dog stuff today. Okay, when you. Yeah, that that just just <laughs> dog stuff. Uh, uh, you want to um, start? Oh, I was gonna we, talk real quick. Oh uh, yeah, donations. I will be donating toward the United Way to help pay for that balloon mishap they had in Cleveland. But really, oh, that's nice of you. It's also they're also a really nice. Uh, yeah, it's a, they're, charity. They're, yeah, they seem to be. Actually, I know that people have to pick and choose their charities wisely mm-hmm. uh, nowadays. But it seems like the United Way is, uh, like we said before, solid choice. Yep, very community based. It's kind of like it's going to focus more on your area than something way away from you. Mm-hmm. So. That's a that's nice. I yeah, and I'm not just saying this. I'm really gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna donate to the SPCA. Oh, the local one. Yes, that'll be nice. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, we can get into our positive stories for July and August. Um, who would like to go first? Because I believe we have the same amount of stories, and it doesn't matter to me who goes. Mine's a fairly long one. The first one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can do it if you want. Go ahead. Let I don't me care. put my glasses on. Put them on. Oop. Oh, look Oop. at you. You Oop. look so intellectual. Thank you. Uh, oh, let's move the microphone. So, I have a note. Uh, first part here, mm-hmm. um, in honor of Nugget, um, who's never had a bad thing to say about anybody. I am for one episode and one episode only. Mm-hmm. Uh, foregoing my practice of cynical titles for sweet stories. This is uh, for today. All lollipops and rainbows. Okay? Aww. No bullshit. Very positive of you. Yes. How does that sound? Is that better? I think you look all right. Arr, arr, arr. <coughs> so, the f- oh, if you're going to yell, just back away. I mean, if you're going to talk, I'm normal. This is gonna be, no, this is going to be pretty subdued. There's not going to be a lot of yelling today. Okay. Oh, okay? very somber kind of. No, I'm trying to stay positive. Okay. This is a good thing. All right. I told you, like, I've a, I, uh, you know, never mind. I'll, I'll save it for later. All so. Right. This uh, first one is about Barry the St. Bernard. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the three stories that follow all share a common thread. Uh, not only are they a tribute to dogs, but they're all shining examples of deep companionship. That's kind of a theme here I'm going for today. Uh, bonds that exist despite- You're like my puppy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, had, I was trying to work <laughs> something in here where I was talking about the companionship you yeah. and I have, but I just it didn't. It, I didn't have time. So we throw on our. Wait, furry why costume. am I the puppy? Yeah, you got that furry costume. I fed. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a naughty puppy. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> That's not the vibe I'm going no. for with the story. <laughs> I hope we all know what furries are. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing most people do. Okay, so um, <laughs> bonds, you know, bonds that exist despite differences that, on paper at least, would uh, seemingly like uh, love, friendship, and loyalty unlikely. But for thousands of years, people and dogs have been in near constant symbiotic company, in spite of a litany of differences. Dogs don't wear pants. Uh, most of us do. Dogs don't work. Most of us do. After I wrote that, there actually are working dogs. There's working dogs. Yeah, so that one doesn't Seeing actually work. Dogs, support dogs. In so fact, so that, yeah, most of these don't make sense. 
Yeah. yeah, they're called working dogs. Well, okay, dogs cannot climb trees or type more than 60 words per minute. Some of us can do those things. I've seen a dog climb a ladder. Um, you're really shooting these down, aren't you? <laughs> and, uh, okay, dogs can't read clocks or speak English. Yeah, okay. I, all right. Okay, so, but we still love dogs, and dogs still seem to love us. And one gold star breed among many that stands out for unwavering loyalty and dedication is the St. Bernard. And specifically, Barry the St. Bernard of the St. Bernard Hospice in the Swiss Alps. Have you ever heard about this? Like the, with the jug of booze on their neck thing? Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. I, so, I don't know the full history or uh, backstory. It's so. a very brief history. All right. Focusing mostly on one dog. So, um, the St. Bernard Hospice is located in southwestern Switzerland at an elevation of about 8,100 feet. The monks there have been offering aid and rescue to weary travelers since around the year 1050. So long fucking time. Damn. Yeah. The name of the hospice and eventually the name of the breed of dog comes from the Archdeacon of Aosta. I think. Have a little Italian spin on it, even though it's Swiss. Well, the the Swiss speak German, French, and Italian because they're all buttoned up to them. I think German's the primary language, but they'll all kind of speak everything. So so this guy, like... You're not that wrong in that statement. What would this be? Early 9th century? Uh, Yeah, he was the Archdeacon of Iosta, Bernard of Menthon. That's who he was. Uh, The first mentions... Like... No, not menthol. Did he like Newports? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus goddamn Christ. (laughs) Anyway, so Bernard of Menthol. Menthon. (laughs) The first... Anyway, that's who the guy is, okay? Yeah. He started the fucking hospice. All right, all right, all right. Which, you know, a hospice, not not a hospice. Like Hostel where they, like, kidnap people, not, chop their legs no, off. No, Corey. And I, <laughs> right, when I think of this. a modern hospice, I think of, you know, somebody helping somebody else Yeah, Yes, yes, um, like hospice care. But, no, well, this is, you know, this is at a time when a hospice was essentially, like, yeah, a hostel, a mm-hmm. hospital, before that was a word, um, in, like, a monastery. So this was a monastery. Took care of people. Know. Yes. Gotcha. Um, the first mentions of the breed of dog that would go on to be called the St. Bernard came in the late 17th century or early 18th century. The monks at the monastery and hospice apparently bred these animals specifically with rescue in mind, making it glaringly obvious that way too many people were getting lost in the Alps. Uh, so many were, people were dying in the mountains that this batch of monks had to set down their chocolate long enough to Dr. Moreau their way to a dog bred just to rescue their asses. And wait, 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 wait. What? So it was like a half dog, half human hybrid running around the Alps. So maybe Dr. Moreau. Dr. Moreau was a poor choice. (laughs) I guess that kind of does seem like they were being a little unethical. Yeah. What the fuck? I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I don't know. Isn't that what he did? He made St. Bernard's and he rescued everybody in that island. He fucked up animal people on this island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Whoops. like Dr. Doolittle? That would have been kind of fun. Fuck Dr. Doolittle. Okay. So anyway, on with the creepy hybrid dog people saving people. Let me make this clear. All right. This is not a dog person. <laughs> this is a St. Bernard. I, I apologize. Onward, doctor. Anyway. <clears throat> so <laughs> the St. Bernard was the result of them trying to breed this, this animal. Um, a large, ruddy animal that was heavily insulated and that could survive in heavy snowfall and temperatures that would at times plummet well below zero degrees Fahrenheit. These dogs were, and are, loyal, caring, and gentle animals. But one in particular rose head and shoulders above the rest. Barry, which is a name I would not expect somebody to use in the early 1800s. But uh, Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like a modern <clears throat> nickname, doesn't it? Yeah, Barry short for something. 
Barreled. <laughs> Barreled? Yeah. Like like Harold? Barreled. Like, yeah, like Harry and Harold. There's a character in uh, Adventure Zone called Barry Blue Jeans, and his yeah. full name is Barreled. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Barry the St. Bernard was born in the year 1800 and lived his life in the mountains till he died in 1814. And what makes him so special is that he is credited with rescuing at least over 40 people during the course of his career. Wow. Though some estimates actually put that number at closer to 100 people. But one story in particular has made Barry a legend, inspiring drawings, paintings, and adventure tales told for generations. One of Barry's rescues was that of a young boy who had been trapped in a cavern of ice by an avalanche that both he and his mother had gotten in the way of. Barry found the boy asleep in the ice cavern and freezing to death. Barry, this is like a fucking Disney movie. Mm -hmm. I'm just, but, um... Barry found the boy. Yeah, so he's fucking freezing in there. Barry proceeded to lick the boy until he was warm enough to be moved. Uh, Barry then somehow managed to get the boy up onto his back and made the trek back to the hospice where the child was nursed then back to health and survived the whole ordeal along with his mother, who was also rescued after being trapped in the same avalanche. Wow. Yeah, isn't that wild? That's good, yeah. I mean, uh, granted, this is all... You know, 1800s lore kind of thing. Well, I mean, this is they had to talk to the dog and this, like, I don't probably fucked up kid afterward to get <laughs> yeah. the story, but still, there's, um, there's enough slobber in St. Bernard's to get that job done. Yeah, they are a oh, slobbery yeah. beast. Um, so uh, it's like a, Barry is Barry is like a Swiss lassie, but she only had to save this kid one time, not over <laughs> and over and over, like that fucking invalid Timmy. Uh, so, poor Timmy. I'm oh, this irritates me. Yeah. Survival of the fittest, man. I'm telling all so, what a, Timmy should have been a, a case for natural selection. Like Yes, that's what I'm saying. I got <laughs> all would have taken was Lassie just turning away from that well one time. Yeah. I, and then I could see where you're coming. <laughs> and it had all been over. Yep. She could have gone on to live a happy, normal dog life, yeah. not having to constantly play miracle worker to a walking disaster that cannot stop falling down wells. Yeah. That always irritated me. They'd probably give him a participation trophy for surviving again because yeah. the dog saved him again. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure, but the, the end of that, she just rolled her eyes every time he went down yeah, that well. Yeah, here we go again. Yep. So that's my opinion on, yeah. I, on, just let him on go. Timmy. Okay. Anyway, because yeah. she was an enabler. Uh <laughs> Lassie the Enabler. <laughs> Anyways, back to Barry. Uh, his storied career went on to earn him the terrifying nickname, Menschenretter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sounds I practiced good. that at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is German for people rescuer. Uh. <laughs> but when said in German, uh, makes Barry sound like a fucking Cujo. It's a terrifying, like, if, if somebody, if I was lost, like, in the dark, in the ice, and somebody's like, just keep an eye out for the Menschenretter. I would oh. just like, oh, oh, no. oh, no. But apparently it's a good thing. It's the, just people rescue The people it. rescue it, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> German language just sound very. I know. I read that, and uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm like, hey, let's watch Cujo. But I didn't. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have time. Fucking um, Cujo. His legacy was such that even to this day, at least one St. Bernard at the hospice is always named Barry in his honor. Aw. Yeah, um, as I said, uh, paintings and drawings of Barry still exist. And if you were to travel to the Natural History Museum of Bern, you can see his now 200-year-old stuffed and preserved body, which is still on display. That, uh, they, That's kind of neat and weird. and It gets even weirder. Okay. Because this early iteration of the uh, St. Bernard was 
Still a large dog, mm-hmm. 85, 90 pounds, yeah. as opposed to the current, you know, you think of the breed now. I mean, they can be 160, Huge. they can be close to 200 pounds. They actually, uh, in it was like 1925, uh, modified Barry's skull to make it larger. Really? So that people could then more easily recognize him as a St. Bernard when they came to the museum. Oh, wow. Which is a little odd. Well, uh, I have seen pictures of, like, uh, any breed of dog from, you know, 100, 200 years ago, and they look, a lot of them don't look. Well, I mean, it's like, like anything. Yeah, I mean, we just keep breeding. We, we looked, we were shorter back then. That's true, yeah. Look how tall we are now. That is true. I mean, I'm not that tall. No. But I so think anyway. we are taller than uh, our ancestors. You're taller than a St. Bernard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> taller than a St. Bernard. So, so uh, they. <laughs> Tough shit, the podcast. Yeah, I gotta, here. I gotta you're start... getting what you're getting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they modified his. Uh, his skull in like 1925, but um, safe to say this is this is the end. I've gotten to it so smoothly. Uh, safe to say that Barry was a Guterhund. Uh, that's a good dog. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Guterhund. Yeah. That's my first one. That's on Barry the Saint Bernard. Yeah, that's nice. That was a cool story. I, I, I know. I thought that was pretty. That well, was. Pretty I, I remember the cartoons of uh, when I was a kid and seeing the big Saint Bernard, and they had the. The barrel of booze on their neck, and they'd go up in the I don't woods. think it was booze, was it? That's what I would always thought it was. Maybe I was just a drunkard at night. Yeah, I don't think that was booze. <laughs> I don't think he was just delivering beer to lost. Well, it wouldn't. Fr- think about it, though. It, it would freeze if it was anything else. That's okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You're right. It, yeah, they're coming out. Because they, really, they were drinking a lot of beer, so maybe it was just a very low alcohol beer yeah. that wouldn't freeze as quickly. Yeah. So. That's okay. that's how we survived in the past. Was a lot of people drank beer all the fucking time because they couldn't drink the water. Yeah, because the water was and gnarly. Throwing our poop in all the creeks. Yeah, all the damn gong farmers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which coincidentally seemed like they were the cleanest people, though. Mm-hmm. After doing some more reading, after you did that, or maybe we talked about it. I can't yeah, remember. We were because, talking about this. They would bathe. Yeah, ba- yeah, because baths were so rare yeah. that the only people who were doing it were people who were fucking filthy so utterly you, disgusting so they got if they bathed every day they probably weren't as gross as everyone else who didn't bathe at I all i know i've worked for a lot of farmers around here and yeah. i don't think they bathe very often they're covered <laughs> in shit oh shit all, all right, right i've maligned farmers it's your turn all right first story here we go uh and this will tie in to our last episode some of it actually most of my stories will all right after hearing our festivals episode You may have left with a not-so-positive view of the Rolling Stones, but in keeping with Chris's recent theme of rolling it back, I'm going to do the same thing. Oh, you're going to John China this motherfucker? Mm. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to do the same. Read this in Chinese. (laughs) Dong I don't fucking know. All right. I'm going to do the same thing for the Rolling Stones. Now, unlike Chris's unfounded fear of John Cena finding him and beating him to a pulp because he called him John China. Unfounded? He'll found me. I mean, wait, find me. (laughs) I I will just simply tell you a quick little story about the Rolling Stones getting a dash of redemption. Back in the mid-20-teens. That was ominous. Like, you said that, and it just thundered outside. Yeah, there's thunderstorms, so hopefully the power doesn't doesn't go off. (laughs) That'll suck. All right. Back in the mid-20-teens, the U.S. had began uh, began to ease up restrictions on the communist island nation of Cuba. The country had started to roll back some of its garbage commie policies against things like making a real living and listening to rock music. So Western countries were starting to take notice. Man, they had some cool fucking cars, though. 
because they're stuck in 1950. Okay. We wouldn't import anything to them. All right. Though Cuba was and still isn't anything resembling a free market democratic country, them having taken a few positive steps at the time to not treat their people like total trash was something the world began to see. I put the nuances of at the time because there's currently issues in Cuba right now. I know you don't follow world news, but... Nope. Okay. (laughs) The sitting U.S. president at the time, Barack Obama, decided to show his appreciation of these steps and wanted to make history by being the first U.S. president to visit the country in over 88 years. But no one gives a shit about a politician going to Cuba. Fortunately, in this story... There was another group of hip Westerners visiting the island that same week as Obama, and those cool cats were none other than Modest Mouse. No, it wasn't Modest Mouse. It was Rolling Stones. Oh, okay. You know, I already said that at the beginning. (laughs) Okay. Talking about Rolling Stones. Fucking Modest Mouse. They live out west. (laughs) Fuck. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) The Stones had decided the previous year, while planning their big South American tour slated for 2016, that they wanted to play a free concert for the people of Cuba, and not to mention it would be a filmed event. Now, I know what you're thinking. Here we go again. Yeah, they might be a little gun-shy, right? A free concert in a shifty location with not much for local talent to get things set up and a film crew on site. You know, can you say Altamont 2.0? Yeah, they didn't learn their lesson? Yeah. Well, after working extensively with the Cuban government, everything got the okay. And the free concert was scheduled for the evening of March 25th, 2016. But minus a few hiccups in logistics and timing because Barry Obama and the Pope happened to be in town that same week, things went relatively smooth. An estimated 500,000 people showed up to the free event. There was no Hells Angels using concert goers as punching bags or strung out fans pulling guns on each other. Just a bunch of Cubans living in a dirt poor country getting to have the night of their lives. The band went on to perform an 18-song set for the crowd, playing such hits as Brown Sugar, Satisfaction, and Jumpin' Jack Flash. It really was a bit of redemption for the band and a positive night to remember. So that was a nice little thing. They they got That's a little redemption. That's actually very sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. I may have heard of that. I don't know. Yeah. Again, like, it was from 2016, so it wasn't. It's happened in the past. I like, might know about it, but, yeah, current shit. Mm-hmm. I know. That's really sweet. And you tied it into the last episode like a fucking pro, man. Damn right. Nice we're, we're getting job. pros now. I believe now is our 21st episode. I thought it was the 22nd episode. <sighs> I think we'll talk about it afterward. We'll argue about it some Since more. Since I yeah. said it was the 21st episode last time, that's canon because it's already come out. And there's, well, I guess there's nothing real special about the 22nd episode. If when our podcast is 25, I think it can, uh, it can insure a rental car. Yeah, or their insurance rates go down, something like that. Or they can't be on their parents' insurance anymore. Something, yeah. I can't, We've missed all these milestones with our podcast. Yeah. I know when, when he or she, whatever it is, oh, when can 14, they, when, when it can it, <laughs> it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to wear a helmet anymore when it rides a bike. Um, when can our show get a vasectomy? Is, are you really quizzing me on that? Don't you have to be 40? No, I thought you only had to be 30-something. It's a moral thing. I think you have I to be because thir- you have to be the, the same age as you have to be to be the president. Thirty-five. You know, it might depend on state. Why the fuck are we talking about this? Do you have another story? <laughs> yeah, I do. I got like an hour worth of notes. 
and another, and two more stories. Hey, we're giving we're giving our listeners a super served, and we're doing pretty good at it. We're already and we're not even charging them for it. Yeah, we're already a half hour in, and I got two stories to go, and so do you. All right, I'm gonna do my second one. This is actually this is a fairly short one. Oh, and if not, it, even with the bullshit I put in, it's still fairly short. I'll give a quick warning. If I abruptly stop recording and it sounds weird and we have to re-upload certain audio, it's because I'm turning the recorder off if the power flickers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going to try and keep with it. Go with it. <laughs> no matter. So this is my second story. I'm going to tell you the title. It's not cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, Old mushy <laughs> yeah. crusher. Yeah, this is yeah. this is me being sweet. You're uh, like a bowl of oatmeal today. I feel like a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> you better hope I can get home, and I don't have to do anything here. Oh, okay. I'll use your spare bathroom. Uh, no. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so uh, this is my <clears throat> second story. It's a miniature schnauzer mm-hmm. escapes home and travels more than twenty blocks to visit sick owner in hospital. Aw, yeah. Um, back in 2015. So this is a few. Actually, well, yeah, it was about a year before your story. Um, back in 2015, Nancy Frank was recovering from. I didn't put my glasses on. Oh, here we go. Get get intellectual you, on it, me. No, it doesn't make me any smarter. I just look a little smarter. Um, <laughs> it's all about appearance. So anyway, back in 2015, Nancy Frank was recovering from cancer surgery at the med- or the Mercy Mercy Medical. This is a. There's too many M's. Old tongue twister. I've never been able to say M's. It's an Italian thing. None of us mm. can do it. Mamma mia. Uh, <laughs> So so Nancy Frank is recovering from cancer surgery at the Mercy Medical Center in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Nancy and her husband, Dale, are the proud owners, or were, I don't know, because this was six years ago, and they could all be dead. I don't know. But anyway, at the time... (laughs) How optimistic of you. So Nancy and Dale, her husband, they are the proud owners of two miniature schnauzer siblings, Sissy and Barney. And presumably at one point, these two pups found themselves at least in the parking lot of Mercy Medical, because obviously this was an ongoing thing with her cancer. Yeah. Um, hard to say, as this comes from a USA Today article, so details are suitably sparse. Because if you've ever been on USA Today, it's like they wrote everything that morning. Mm-hmm. It's not good. <clears throat> kind of like your episodes. Hey, man, I <laughs> put a lot of heart into this. Okay. So anyway, I did write this this morning. <laughs> See? Fucking knew uh, it. So uh, this comes from USA Today uh, article. Um, you know, so yeah, presumably these dogs have been there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, here's uh, Nancy alone in her hospital room after her surgery and uh, presumably uh, scared and lonely, as at the time Dale and her two dogs were home some 20 blocks away from the hospital. Uh, now, we've all heard stories about dogs homeward bounding their way back to loved ones. <clears throat> Um, I read a ton of these stories in preparation for this, but uh, what 10-year-old Sissy did here is a little more rare. Just a quick aside. Okay. Uh, quick? Yes, it's quick. Uh, speaking of Homeward Bound, and uh, this is not to alienate any fans of that movie. My mother is among them. Um, <laughs> but the casting was completely wrong. This is something that's drove me nuts for years. Uh, Chance, the golden retriever. Uh-huh. <clears throat> as the old, level-headed, uh, wise leader, while Shadow, the bull terrier, mm-hmm. uh, as the impulsive idiot. As they are. Please. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. If a real golden retriever had been leading those three back home, they'd have been dead in a ditch in under an hour. I'm just saying. And as I say that, I say it with love. I grew up with a couple of goldens. Mm-hmm. They are sweet, loving, loyal animals, but they are dumb as rocks. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to say something. Uh, this is something that's bothered me for a very long time. And the Airbud falls into that, too. There's no way the fucking Golden Retriever could play basketball. I don't know. He went on to play a lot of sports. They're sweet ducks. They're just very stupid. Anyway, <laughs> uh, back to it. What's so, they say about us? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's Nancy at the hospital, and Dale's back at home with the dogs. Dale lets Sissy and Barney out to do their business, and Sissy disappears. I know this will shock no one, as I kind of gave away the ending in the title, but 10-year-old Sissy manages to walk more than 20 blocks from memory back to the hospital to find Nancy because she loves her that much. Oh, I bet her little legs were just a-going. I'm sure she was exotic. Well, there's pictures. There's a, So security footage shows Sissy going through the front door and searching for Nancy in the hospital. Wow. This was like, tough to inside, read. Inside, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can watch it. Uh, eventually, ha- hospital staff found... Uh, they found Sissy, uh, made the connection, and they bring her to Nancy's room for a visit before Dale arrives to bring her back home. Nancy was quoted as saying, I didn't think they could do it. Speaking to a news organization, KWWL, I thought dogs could find their way home, but this one found the hospital. Well, Nancy, just be glad Sissy wasn't a golden, or you'd probably have never seen her again. <laughs> That's my second story. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, I, I, you do read a lot about, yeah, dogs who go find their owner or they, you know, like someone moves and they walk back to their old house. Oh, yeah, Things man. like that. There was one I didn't do about this, a yellow lab. So her family, her, she moved with her family 60-some mm-hmm. miles away, and they had been gone for two years. They were at a park somewhere. She got lost. Yeah. She walked 60 miles to her old house wow like this guy opens the door there's a fucking yellow lab sitting there just like looking derpy and lovey and Let all that in, yeah had a chip of course tracked the chip turned you know found the family turns out they were the people who moved away from that house wow. two years ago remember so it's when pretty that, wild yeah remember when that happened to you like three years ago i always swap my oh three good thing, years ago. good thing they chipped you <laughs> good thing you got chipped I always Mandy lost found it. I always figured maybe my parents were trying to get rid of me, which I couldn't really. <laughs> See you. I get... You were the golden. <laughs> oh come on! I'm Sweet, kidding. Loyal, caring. Shits outside. Sure, whatever. Doesn't wear pants. Uh, that's um... my that's my second story. No, that was nice. That I was very you, uplifting. I like that. Very positive. You got another one? I do. And this ties into our last episode again. Well, you're really on point today. No, I'm just, I I don't know. I I felt like focusing on our last one for some reason. You felt like focusing. I'm I'm trying. (laughs) I guess. Oh, shucks. I just finished a whole seltzer water. Of course you did. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't have three more going. All right. All right. All right. We all know what can happen when a big evil enterprise colludes with governments to launch a bunch of balloons into the air. Well, if you listened to Chris's story last week, then you would know. But the story I tell you today, uh, excuse me, (laughs) I'm just like falling apart. I'm hacking. I'm, I'm snotting, whatever. All right. But the story I'll tell you about today will have a far better outcome than what happened at the mistake on the lake in 1986. I don't know. I was glad that those fucking horses got scared. Still hating on I'm the horses. I'm not a big horse fan. I'm waiting until the time you have to foster a horse. Fuck that. <laughs> Can you see a horse on your fucking couch? 
I just don't like horses. Yeah. If I had to foster a horse and then the horse left, I'd do a whole fucking yeah. episode on glue factories. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to send him to the glue factory. No. All right. Now, all of us today have it really good when it comes to convenience. That's right. All you first world piss ants, I'm talking to you. And if there's one thing that we as a civilized first world people can't handle, it's when, God forbid, we lose cellular data service for 30 whole seconds. Oh, poor me. That's rough, man. I can't upload my lame as shit TikTok dance to all my followers or order an Uber to pick my drunk ass up after filming said TikTok. Yeah, why don't we just go back to driving drunk? Right? <laughs> bring it back. Yeah, fuck, bring it back. Don't do that. Don't drive drunk. It's foolish. All right, well, you might find this hard to believe, but there are people who live in remote or recently devastated parts of the world who currently have or had zero internet access. Like, say, most of the people in Puerto Rico right after they were crushed by a massive hurricane in 2017. Okay, this I actually know about. Do you? Yeah, this was big enough it made it onto my radar. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so you know about this. Well, no, I'm aware of the hurricane. Oh, the I hurricane. Don't you don't know about don't the... Know. All right. I don't know what you're going to tell. No. Well, this was on everyone's because it was a fucking massive hurricane. Yeah. All right. And I, I, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up, but I did talk about Puerto Rico in our last... Soft served, I think. That was a rare episode where you didn't talk about <laughs> Scandinavia. Talk. I've done like two episodes on I Scandinavia. Oh, God. All right. Ah, <laughs> you're throwing me off here. God damn it. All right. Crushed by a mass hurricane 2017, blah, blah, blah. Back on September 20th, 2017, the island of Puerto Rico got straight up crushed by one of the worst recorded hurricanes in modern history, Hurricane Maria. Maria made landfall as a top-end Category 4 hurricane battering the island. How do you solve a problem like Maria? That's that song that was stuck in my head the whole time that the hurricane was going on. It's it's great that the lightning crashed as you were singing, and we're talking about a hurricane. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Category 4 hurricane battering the island with 115-mile-an-hour winds and literal feet of rainwater in a very short amount of time. Jesus Christ. The devastation left behind was earth-shattering. Houses wiped off the face of the planet, power poles snapped like twigs, and unimaginable flooding had ravaged the island. With zero infrastructure left intact, the people of Puerto Rico were left in the dark, literally and figuratively. Having almost no good means of communication left intact on the island, everyone's favorite corporation we all love to hate, Google, stepped up to assist in getting Puerto Rico back on its feet. Google's parent company, Alphabet, had been working on Project Loon, which was a program that utilized massive balloons that essentially hoisted up solar-powered cell towers into the atmosphere. By October, the balloons were afloat above the island, beaming calls, texts, and basic web data to people who were in desperate need of proper communication. Um, Though other portable units had been brought in previously, this was a good first test for Project Loon to actually see what it could do in restoring communication to rural or destroyed areas of the world, and it was ultimately a success. Though there was no mixed-race dwarf to pump the crowd up uh, for these balloons... The people of Puerto Rico. Now that you say that, like now, like I don't think about it as being like mean or racist when I said it, but uh-huh. now, like you're saying, I'm like, why would he have to point that out? Like, yeah, why oh, did you point it out? I don't know. Oh, little was John was just trying to get everyone amped up. Yeah, yeah. right? Isn't that him? Yeah, yeah. 
That's right. There was there was no little John getting the crowd pumped up. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. All right. All right. There <laughs> the people of Puerto Rico were grateful nonetheless. The end. That's so, very sweet. That's yeah. a very cool. I yeah, I didn't know that. A positive balloon story. So um, and they went on actually that Project Loon went on to uh, do the same thing in like very isolated parts of Africa. No shit. Yeah. Huh. They, like a to test it out. I, I guess it it worked for a while, but then they scrapped it for some reason. But I guess it, but the, well, the only downfall was it worked during the day. It's solar power. Was there a spike in UFO sightings during this? Probably. Okay. Yeah. The weather balloons. They they were weather balloons. Yes. Or Maybe some she type saw of a weather balloon the other day, mm-hmm. and as she said that, and I couldn't see it. It occurred to me that I don't really know what a weather balloon looks like, so I didn't really know. They're huge. Like. Yeah, they're usually metallic. I think kind of. Okay. So. Did they abduct you? Beams of light coming from it. I don't know. I've been no? pooping a lot lately, so maybe. Oh. Uh, you got a probe, did you? I don't know. <laughs> you got probed by a weather balloon. <laughs> There's a lot going on from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes, and I can't explain all of it. I I I can see that. Yeah. All right. I got a haircut though. Wow. Yeah. You didn't even mention anything. You have a fucking hat on. Oh. Take your head off. Let me see your hair. (laughs) Okay. It's like, you haven't mentioned that I haven't got a haircut in a year and a half. I mention it all the time. I know. I look ridiculous. I thought you are donating that shit. Eventually, yeah. Corey's actually, yes, if anybody can't tell from the show so far, there's probably... One side of the table is a little more generous than the other side, and Corey, in an effort to catch up to me, is uh, oh, yeah. do- is donating. He actually is, he is donating. He has grown his hair for the last what year and a half, two years, a uh, year and, and a half. Yeah, he is uh, past where he needs to be for uh, lock. Was it locks for life or locks for love? Uh, locks of love. There's a couple different uh, charities that'll take it. Any, anywhere seven to ten inches. So yeah. Corey is uh, donating his hair. Yeah. Anyway. So that's nice. Is that your story? That was my story. It was a positive balloon story. And I do have a third story, but you have a third one, correct? Kind of. Do you want to just kind of muddle through it? Yeah. All right. You ready? So this one... This one's called Tears on My Laptop. (laughs) Tears on My Laptop. Do you want me to get a Kleenex? Are you going to start crying? No, I'm not going to fucking cry on the show. I don't want people to know. I'm a man. I don't want people to know that I cried. Mm -hmm. Even though I... I've probably mentioned it before. It's it's okay. Anyway, so this is a sto- this is a story like when I talked about Robin Hobbs Instagram was mm-hmm. a story. It's not really a story. I just <laughs> you wanted- just said oh she has a nice Instagram. She does. She, she does. has an adorable Instagram. Yes. She just seems like a very sweet person. Mm-hmm. I wish she that never mind. She but liked anyway. a comment of ours once. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like, you told me that, and it probably took no effort on her part, but you told no, me that. No, not at all. My first thought was like, well, I can die now. <laughs> Life goals. That's success to me. Robin Hobb has acknowledged Christopher's existence. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So anyway, uh, this is, yeah, this is a story like that was a story. It's not really a story. Um, I was uh, going to try and find a particularly heartstring tugging reunion Mm-hmm. Uh, between a service member returning, like this is this is a, it's a very stereotypical thing. You everybody has watched videos, I guess. Um, between like a service member returning home to a dog that they haven't seen in maybe years, mm-hmm. and in the attempt, I found dozens of them. Oh yeah, I just sat in the kitchen and watched videos of people in the army, Marines, whatever, being reunited with coming their home dogs and their fucking dogs, like <laughs> stroking the fuck out, and like it is. 
if you don't feel good it's very heartwarming and i'm not a big proponent of like people who just hang out and watch fucking cat and dog videos all mm-hmm. day i think it's kind of stupid but this was it, fun it, it brought me up brought me down mm-hmm. it was very sweet <clears throat> um so and I know like I've come out on this show before, maybe ill advisedly, and uh, and said that uh, had I ever been given the chance, I absolutely would have been a draft dodger. Um, but that uh, oh for sure oh yeah <laughs> yes I would have run to Canada with open arms. I would have abandoned everyone I ever knew, and I would have been like watching the family opera in Toronto in yeah. ten minutes. Hey, y'all got the maple syrup. <laughs> Well, we have maple syrup too. Yeah, that's true. But I, yeah, we were like an hour and a half from Canada. Yeah, you would have been swimming the Niagara Woo, River in no time. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. What would I have gotten? What's a who who helps you over the border? A coyote. I don't know what <laughs> I Canadian think that's is. A, for, a Canadian for coyote. coyote. What are yeah. they? Wolverines. I don't know. That's like the the guys that you know. Yeah, down like in Mexico, a coyote brings. So I don't know what illegals they, in. Or so it would probably be a, would probably be a loon in Canada. A right? loon. <laughs> I'm a loon. So, like I said. You could fucking walk across a road. There's no goddamn fence. I know. They don't give a fuck who comes in there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would have been a draft judge. But that does not mean that I don't have the utmost respect for the men and women who aren't cowards. You know, I'm, I'm not. So, <laughs> and after seeing, like, these tough guys and gals returning home after a tour to a dog or dogs who lose their fucking minds is a great way to cry away a Saturday afternoon. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so now, again, not really a story, but I thought this was worth mentioning. It's also a great way to get extra sad if your dog's leaving in a week. Aww. Did I clip? Was that too loud? I don't know. Maybe. That doesn't my, matter. That's pretty much my third story. Is no, that- I, I know what you mean. Those videos are fun. They are very heartwarming, and it's nice to see... Especially the ones where <clears throat> you ever seen the ones where there's people in the military who the dog they work with in the military is retiring and they get to adopt it. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. It makes that shit like it makes everything else that everybody gets all fucking, especially lately, gets all worked up about and all upset about. And like if everybody would just like watch a dog get excited about seeing somebody. You can fucking while. relax yeah, a little. Just, like, <laughs> shut the fuck up and chill out. That's yeah. So I, I watched a whole bunch of those, and let me just say, uh, another thing we've been watching mm-hmm. that if you just like feel like crap, yeah. And we did this. I mean, you, we well, we were kids. It's like this was our lifeblood. You, as everybody, maybe not everybody knows, new Jackass is coming out. Oh yeah, Mandy and I have been rewatching just the movies. So we watched Jackass, Jackass number two. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing as hard as I did twenty years ago. Yeah. Like that dying on the couch. Yeah, it's that stupid. It's so fucking fun. Yeah, it's just stupid, mindless fun. Like I mean, it's that's okay to laugh at dumb shit. We were kids. We'd watch. We watched fucking CKY videos. Yeah. What was the other one? Like Wild Man or the Wild Men? Or wild, boys? wild Boys. Wild, yeah, wild, wild Boys. Yeah. Wild Boys. Yeah. We fucking made stupid videos like we that. did. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's put me. I in have a, hours of us being oh idiots. Oh God. On mini DV tape. That it's just it has put me in the The world will never see it. No, God no. We should burn the CDs too. Uh, Um Yeah, so that's my third story. That's very nice. If I was listening correct earlier, you have three stories also. Yes. That's been established several times throughout this episode. (laughs) That we both have three stories. Toy Story Three. I'm getting my energy back. I can tell you're digesting. Feeling good. Oh, another thing with dogs, the the military dogs, there's some that 
you know, aren't pussies like you. They aren't draft dodgers. When you see the military dogs with uh, legit body armor, bomber goggles, and like pistols strapped to them, jumping out of planes, that's pretty badass. That is pretty like badass. they're strapped to Navy SEAL's chest, the dog, and it's just they're parachuting out of a plane. I mean that's that's that, pretty that's I mean, pretty that, sweet. Part of me is like, oh, that poor dog. But then the other side, like, yeah, they're fucking, they're living, man. They're yeah. doing something pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's something terrifying about a fucking dog, like that's getting sick on you. That's one thing when cops used to be on. That was always one of my favorites. Like, come out or we're gonna sick the dog on you. Like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, oh yeah. Because <laughs> they're they, vicious. Yeah, but, they don't have a safety. <laughs> last time we watched cops was what twelve thirty in the morning at a day's in that we. Remember, we shared a, a room with you guys, and the curtains went shut, and the oh, lights were out of the parking lot. place was night. a dump. It was a hell of a It was in a shitty part of town. So it we was just a left dump. cops out all night and didn't uh-huh. sleep. Yeah. I slept like garbage and That's forgot I... to pay the bill at Cracker Barrel the next day, and we had to drive back so we could pay it. <laughs> yeah, you dropped, we were in the middle of shopping, and we had to drive back. Uh-huh. And the Sorry. girl was shocked that you came. Speaking of the more generous side of the table, she was shocked that somebody, because what did she say to you? Well, this happens all the time. Usually yeah. nobody comes back. Well, they have that giant section of stuff. Like, it is while a you're, very yeah. poorly designed restaurant. Yeah, while you're waiting to pay for your bill, like, hey, why don't you go get distracted with all exactly. this shit to buy and but then just leave? But you have to walk through a gift shop mm-hmm. covered in gum and chocolate and then play a, <laughs> Vintage like a, toys. Play a fucking giant checker game on a carpet like it's wizard chess before <laughs> wizard. you even get to the goddamn <laughs> register. So it's very easy to dine and dash at... Unknowingly. Yeah, unknowingly. Yes. But we paid, so. All right. <clears throat> On to my third story. I don't Onward. Know if, I don't know if I told you, but I got a third story. So You we're not done? No. Good, right. I got a, Okay. I'm being smart. That what that looks like. So this is uh, God damn it. Get after it. <laughs> All right. Now, this kind of ties back in with music, not so much with our last episode, but kind of a little bit. <clears throat> so the music made me do it. You've probably heard it before. Some sensationalized news story about an angsty young man or woman doing something terrible and their association with extreme or heavy music is to blame. Well, I got some good news for all the headbangers of the world. In more cases than not, the people who enjoy harder music are usually less angry and more put together. I agree with that. <clears throat> now, it's no secret that I like a lot of different music. And I've always gravitated towards heavy music. The first cassette tape I ever bought was Metallica's Ride the Lightning when I was eight years old. I've been a connoisseur of the extreme for a long time. And throughout the years, I would occasionally get the typical, oh, you're listening to that yelling and screaming cut your wrist shit. But as I'll explain, it's that yelling and screaming shit that has helped me and many other young people deal with their youthful angst and depression. Yes, it's good. Mm -hmm. I agree. Extreme music can be described as powerful, loud, emotion-driven music, be it metal, hardcore, punk, and emo or screamo. In a Psychology Today article titled, The Therapeutic Benefit... Awesome website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's pretty good. They got a lot of good good stories. Yes. (sighs) What did you do? Just eat a pancake right before I ate two... (laughs) Yes, Christopher brought me two chocolate chip pancakes. I'm like bombed here. That's nice that this room finally smells like something other than garlic. <laughs> In the, the Psychology Today article titled The Therapeutic Benefits of Extreme Music, Dr. Rachel Casada Lohman goes on to discuss the findings of several studies pertaining to listeners of heavy music. 
One study placed the participants aged 18 to 34 in an anger induction session where they discussed relationship, finance, and employment issues that upset them. I'm At sad that we're no longer in that demographic. Yeah, I know, right? After the session, half the group was allowed to listen to extreme music from their personal playlist for 10 minutes, and the other half sat in silence for 10 minutes. The study concluded that the group who listened to their heavier music were actually in a better mood and had lower blood pressure than the group that sat in silence uh, because they got an outlet to being upset. Uh, in another article from neurosciencenews.com, Various studies suggest that not only does listening to extreme music lower one's anger, but it actually promotes an increase in positive emotion and goes on to explain how fans of the genre tend to be more open-minded and open to new experiences. But Corey, what about all the violent lyrics, depictions of tragedy, and negative shit that those artists sing about? Wasn't I supposed to read that? No, I just... Just saying, well, book Corey. Is this like a, a script? No, this isn't a this isn't a script episode. Okay. We, we've established those don't work that well. <laughs> well, fear not, because a recent study finds that metal fans do not become sensitized to violence from long-term exposure to the music. They actually tend to be happier in their youth and better adjusted in the middle in their middle age, which I can a hundred percent agree with. So, for all the teachers and parents out there worried about their kids listening to Gate Creeper, Hate Breed, Knocked Loose, or Spirit Box, just remember how your parents felt about you listening to Ozzy, ACDC, and Motley Crue when you were their age. In short, being a teen or young adult is an adventure in itself. We all made shitty mistakes and were trying to figure out life just like our peers around us. And if listening to extreme heavy music helps you cope with that and ultimately makes you a better person in the end, then so be it. I agree 100%. Oh, absolutely. I've actually been listening to a fair amount of Knock Loose lately. And They're I really awesome. Enjoy them. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, no, I, it's a good outlet. It, um, yeah, because, I mean, we grew up, yeah, listening to fucking metal and shit, playing violent video games, mm -hmm. horror movies, horror, all that whole shit. Whole nine yards. And I, okay, this is an example. I was going to say something anyway. Like, I still play fucking violent video games. Mm -hmm. I, uh, what the hell are we playing? I guess we're playing Dark Alliance now, and it kind of sucks, but we're still playing it. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I've been playing Stardew Valley, so I guess that's not really violent. Oh, played Di I, play I spent the other weekend playing Diablo with a six-year-old. Mm -hmm. Fucking hacking motherfuckers apart. But I don't have any violent tendencies. No. I thought about it when we were at the, our archery rendezvous the other day. Mm -hmm. There was a puppy there, and I wanted to go over to it. So from since then, I've been gauging my testosterone level mm -hmm. by how excited I get about puppies, <laughs> and I get really excited. I don't. I. I mean, uh, we listen to a lot of like true crime shit. And yeah, a lot like, of negative shit. Oh yeah, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is about like reading about that stuff. Um, I will say there is now there is some nuance to this, but I think in general. Having a good outlet, like listening to extreme music or playing violent games, like your fake world violence goes up, essentially, but your real world violence drastically goes down. Like kids aren't fighting each other. They're it's, it's an fighting each other online. Yes. They're playing video games. I don't They're think the kids should be fucking playing video games all goddamn time. Constantly, but no. Like anything, any, everything in moderation, but there is something to be said for, and like, 
especially like all the concerts we used to go to, mm-hmm. fucking metal shows, mosh pits, shows, and, yeah, people coming out bloody, yeah. It's still a community. It is. Yeah. And like, it's usually pretty welcoming. Yeah. People are usually like, you fall super down, like, people nice. pick they you help up. you up. Yeah. Like, there's still, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's it's an outlet. I don't think that being involved in stuff like that makes you a, mean, a violent, I mean, can't, angry I would person. never, I, the idea of cause, me causing pain toward another person mm-hmm. makes me feel sick. Yeah, un- unjustifiable violence towards someone it's is just horrible. Yeah, that's that's not very very cool. But, but yeah, no, I I I like that court. That's uh, it was pretty good. So yeah. I, I, that kind of tied into music because yeah, back in the '60s, everyone was like, oh, these rockers and hippies and all this shit, the stuff they're listening to is gonna melt their brain. The mass amounts of LSD and PCP they were doing did yeah, that. Yeah, that probably did it. I would say yep. the music the itself. Not gonna do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, and, you know the the extreme music can fall. Look at fucking. Uh, we talked about it last time. We talked about the insane clown. The um, ICP. The, ju- the Juggalo festival mm-hmm. with the ICP. I mean, you ever huge, listened to yeah <laughs> an ICP album? It's really fucked up. Oh yeah. We had a friend who was really into it when we were kids, mm-hmm. and like we'd listen to this stuff. If my parents knew we were listening to the insane clown posse, <laughs> yep. and like somebody wrote typed it out the lyrics. Oh yeah. They'd never let me out of the house. Yeah, again. you'd be committed. But then if you watch. Go watch videos of these Juggalo festivals, interviews of these people. Yeah, they don't really wear anything. They're not very attractive. They usually show each other their buttholes a lot. Yeah. But they're all, they all seem very welcoming. They're all kind of take uh, yeah, care of each other. Yeah, they're just a group of weirdos who are. Exactly. Yeah. Just a group of weirdos. And if you're a weirdo, it's nice that there's uh, communities that you can go to and feel whoop, accepted. Whoop. Yeah. So, yes. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Show me your butthole. <laughs> Actually, because they went from uh, being on, what did they? They were technically on. Was it the FBI had them? Like, yeah, the FBI terrorist group had, had them as a gang, and they've kind of spun it on its head. And no, now, they, like, they took them to like, like federal court. Oh, and everything. yeah, yeah. But they like now it's it's almost a peace organization. Mm-hmm. Like they do charity stuff. Yeah. So don't always judge what other people are listening from to an or, appearance. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. They. They. There's a lot of these. people. People who in bands and all sorts of things that do a lot of good. I get a weekly newsletter. I get a, We did too many Japanese accents before this, and now it's just gone. I get a weekly <laughs> newsletter uh, from the Satanic Temple that I always get a kick out of. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, exactly that that whole thing too. Stuff. Yeah. So, but no, that was that was it. Uh, that's that's my last story. You're all done. I'm all done. What are we at? Ooh, what are we at? Hey, we're over an hour for a super served. I was hoping. So we got 20 minutes left. Hey, who wants to listen to us for 20 minutes? Um, you said you scribed Donate notes. to our Patreon. Uh, no, I do. I don't know if I cut. Oh, that's what I was going to do, and I fucked it up. Oh, let's hear it. So originally my idea was to do, since Nugget's moving to Florida, will you permit me a few minutes to talk about the ghost of my notes? At whatever you need to vent. Okay. So I was originally going to do. I hope she doesn't cut. become Florida man. Well, Start okay. Start doing bad I salts. know, but I still think. <laughs> I was only like in the last year or so that I started learning more about like the sunshine laws in Florida. You know what I mean? So it's not so much that there's more people doing more fucked up stuff in Florida. That's why we always get the Florida man mm-hmm. thing. It's the, oh, the, the sunshine news laws. comes out instantly. Yes, yeah. and like they exactly they have access to this stuff immediately, yep. and publications there take advantage of it. And so these stories, all these stories, mm-hmm. and it might have something to do with the sun. I don't know. Yeah. So I was gonna do. Only positive dog stories, 
in Florida, but couldn't find many. <laughs> so I bet there was a lot of bad one, like dog fighting ring busted. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I, uh, <laughs> which just made me nervous for Nugget. And then I, Aww. so I'm like, I will do a positive dog story and then I'll do a positive story just in Florida. And then I'm like, well, this is going to be 20 pages long. So I just thought I'd mention something after each story, a positive Florida thing. And then I forgot. But you didn't. I was going to talk about Dexter. He's from Florida. Serial killer, right? Fictitious serial killer. Oh, did you see the new trailer? I did. It looks awesome. Looks really good. Well, uh, well, okay. So I guess my angle from that was that Dexter season one through four was really good. Was a good show. Then it fell off the deep end. Yeah. So there's a positive one. And then I was going to talk about a positive personal story. Friend of ours is moving to Florida. Who? Oh, we can't say. Yeah, we can't. He lives, lived, lived in California. Oh my God, Josh is moving to Florida. You didn't know that? No, he met. Like I had mentioned it for. I haven't it talked was to him super forever. last minute. So. Oh, you've been in contact with him more than I have. I haven't talked to him like a year. Well, thank if you're listening, Josh. Good luck with the Josh. Move. I'm calling you. It went good, and now it's on <laughs> the internet. Yeah, give him a call. All right, that must have been the. Hmm. You you just put yourself. You just sit, threw me. I yeah. I saw you like just a set, you, now. No, you just set yourself up. So if you don't call, you're gonna look like a total asshole. Who's gonna listen to the episode and be like, just hey, waiting six by his months phone. ago? You said you're gonna I, call me. You I'm piece calling. Of shit. I'm calling him today. <laughs> Probably should. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Florida. Oh, personal positive story from Florida. Mm-hmm. It's the first time. No, or was it the second time? Doesn't matter. That's how I was introduced to the gallon of milk chugging contest we have it on film so this is my favorite memory of florida we took a trip to daytona when we were like 19 or 20 mm-hmm. or something like that group yeah. of us and got fucked up at a retirement home for like a week <laughs> it was it was like a retirement we couldn't condo. afford a place to stay so a friend of ours like hey my grandmother has a condo in daytona like fuck yeah man yeah. it's gonna be like Fucking real world. Well, it was like a half hour out of Daytona, but well, still, still, it was nice. It was not real. I mean, I guess it was a condo, but it was plainly a retirement community. Mm-hmm. And we were nine, 19 and 20 year old kids shit faced for a week. We went to Smelled. flea markets. Oh, yeah. Fucking, I bought but- a samurai sword. We're hacking watermelons apart next to these old people next door. <laughs> It's so. like the Florida comes out of you once you're down there. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, like we're nor- we're upstanding citizens here in New York. Oh, yeah. Suddenly yeah. in Florida. Especially at the time. In a backyard, stoned and drunk. Trying- oh, it's doing the milk. So the milk chugging contest was you had to drink a whole gallon of vitamin D milk in under an hour. Keep it down. And then not throw up for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I came really close. Yeah. you stretch marks from that. Yeah. Yeah, that was not good. <laughs> Once you start it, it's like a faucet. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, don't do it. Don't. No, do it. No, don't. No, don't call an Uber and drink lots of. <laughs> yeah, drive drunk. Drink a whole gallon of milk. Do all this horrible shit. Move to Florida and fight dogs. <laughs> uh, okay, I just have one little thing here I want to do, and then if do you have anything else, no, I think that's it. Uh, no, uh, we're good. We're good on my stuff here. This is my send off, and I'm done. These are things that I love about Nugget. You ready? Well, all right, let's hear it. Whoops. One, her varying moods and the names for them. Nugget's just Nugget when she's Nugget. Mm-hmm. Snugget is Nugget when she wants to snuggle. Shrug it is Nugget when she doesn't know what's going on. Mm. Fug it is Nugget when she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And the Nuggler is when she's a home invader. That's just. 
weird. Why does she invade the house? Doesn't she live there? She's complicated. Like the burglar? Anyway. Like the hamburger? I have actually been trying to get her to burgle your home. (laughs) Not very uh, nice. (laughs) Two. We both poop three times on Saturdays. Outside. No, I usually poop inside. (laughs) Three. We both love ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Four. She also prefers Seinfeld over Felicity when we leave her at home. Oh, all day. Uh, Five. Whenever I yawn, or no, whenever she yawns, I stick my finger in her mouth, and it surprises her every time. That's weird. Yep. Uh, <laughs> then I get you know, imagine now. if someone did that to you. <laughs> you can try it. No. I think uh, would you be surprised? You're out in public, and you, ugh, and all of a sudden, someone next to you just go <laughs> right in your <laughs> mouth. Would that be surprising yes. to you? <laughs> it's funny as fuck now that you say it. Yeah. No shit. The only downsides I could ever say about Nugget is that she's very loud, and she's super casual about throwing up. Yeah, she has she's a just very like throw up whenever voice. she wants. Yeah, really? Uh, just a casual. She almost threw up in the car yesterday. Ah, uh, yeah. She's. Wonder why? It. Wonder why she's a casual vomiter? Would it be all the ice cream and? Well, since I learned she was food? leaving, I maybe maybe we've been splurging a little bit. Oh, we've been spoiling her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, you know what? And I came up with one podcast for the day, and I didn't really flesh it out, but I'll talk about it anyway. Okay. Uh, I was going to uh, start a podcast called The Horse Shit, and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be kind of like tough shit, but horse shit. And so what it is is that I come up with a series of questions for you about farming, and some of them Fuck are. what I know. I don't know about farming. Hey, I... Some of them are real. Some of them aren't. And then um, you have to guess which ones are real. Okay. I told you, it's not very fleshed out. I was very distraught writing this episode. I could tell, yeah. Uh, Well, I got everything. I don't know about you, but I feel in a much better mood. I'm in a much better mood since this episode. This has been very therapeutic. My last act for Nugget is that I will rename my dog on Stardew Valley, who's currently named Shithead. Um, I will rename it Nugget. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you. Yes. That, and we're going to go oh. to get a photo taken with it right now. We are. So, All right. Well, that concludes our July and August 2021 Super Served. Yes, we'll have a uh, – uh, we'll be back to uh, our normal full episodes. Um, yeah. It might be a little backward for getting them out, but uh, couple, two, next couple – Yeah. Within the next two or three weeks, we'll have another full episode out. Uh, but then, yeah, it's Hopefully. end of summer. We got weddings. We got all sorts of stuff, but we're going to squeeze yeah. it in. Um, hopefully everybody enjoyed why our schedule has been very wonky for the last month or two and it probably will be a little bit before we're back on a set normal track but still we want to get you content and we're gonna try like hell to yes yes that's it i think so i probably missed some stuff but you know what there's always next time there is there's a next episode so there's could that give you a sign off till tough shit there's always next time no yeah i'm still trying if somebody would just come up with a suggestion for a proper outro yes i don't know we tried uh, the singapore thing maybe yeah. that was the only one. Oh yeah we got a new country i think uh budapest i believe no shit yeah or cool. is, that, is that in hungary i don't know yeah budapest yeah. is a city in hungary yeah if it's not and you're from budapest yeah th- thanks for listening either way thanks right. everybody for listening thank you this was fun hope you I had a better. good time And we will see you guys on the next one. Bye, Nugget. Bye for now.